Welcome back to Chainsaw Matinee. Everybody take your seats. We have such sights to show you. I'm Kai. I'm Marty. And I just bought a ticket to the weirdest Chris Rock stand-up show I've ever seen. I'm Hannah. Hooray! Hooray! Chris Rock, stand-up. Okay, you have used it. I was going to go into this episode saying we are only allowed to make one joke about the slap. Well, I'm just curious. Is that one each gets, or one get... in total? Just one, one in, in total. total. So if someone Damn makes a better it, one, Marty! I'm no, sorry. If someone makes a better one, I'll cut that one out and I'll, I'll okay. take the other one. We'll make I'm, as many jokes as we can. I'm but just the... <laughs> prefacing this. We are allowed one joke about the slap. Okay. Okay. Good to know. But Good does to he, know. We'll does he get slapped in this movie? I'm curious. I don't remember. <laughs> I wanted uh, to slap him in this movie. Yeah, I don't think he does. I think he, I mean, he he gets shot. Um, he gets beat think, up a little bit. Yeah, glass is like thrown at him. Uh, they kill his dad. It's a bummer. Does he fall Spoiler. out of the sky naked with a scroll from Jesus behind his ear? And then Jay and Silent Bob pick him up and they're like, bro, where did you come from? And he's like, I'm from heaven. And then he has to help them uh, basically uh, keep the world from dying because two angels have gone rogue and started killing people. That would have been a better <laughs> movie. I'm just describing the plot of Dogma. The only hey. other movie with Chris Rock in it that I liked. Besides Madagascar. I didn't know Chris Rock was... I will stand up for Madagascar. (laughs) You know, okay, so (laughs) one time I was introducing myself to people in high school and I was like, hi, my name is Marty. And they're like, oh, like the zebra from Madagascar. And I was like, that's an odd poll. Yeah, right? (laughs) Like when I think of Marty, I immediately go to McFly. Yeah, I name myself (laughs) after Marty McFly. I just think it's very funny. They're like, oh, like the zebra. I'm like, Like the zebra (laughs) from Madagascar. Um, sugar honey I mean, iced tea. <laughs> sugar, I, what is it? Uh, during our music analysis class, they showed us a clip from his movie called Pootie Tang, uh, which is about oh. a man who wrote a song so good that, like, everyone in the world is in awe of it and it changes history. And the song is just silence. And, like, no one ever addresses Ooh, it. it's like 433 or whatever that one song is called where it's just, like, the yes. silence and you basically are... It's basically like an an exercise in listening to the 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 sounds around you. Hello, mild mm-hmm. friend. <laughs> but yeah, it's very much the four thirty three. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, in terms of Chris Rock on in general, I'm very like, yeah, okay, sure. And that's kind yeah. of the extent of how I feel about his comedy. Yeah, I don't really have many strong feelings about Chris Rock. I did like Everybody Hates Chris when it was on Nick at Night, but like that's about it. Mm. Yeah, the the kid that was that played Chris Rock at Everybody Hates Chris is now in Abbott Elementary as one of the teachers, and he does a really good job. Oh, nice! Oh yeah, that show is really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we are here today to talk about Spiral, and this will officially 
round out our Saw series. Um, because, so we probably will do an episode about Saw X at some point, but Marty has seen Saw, Saw X at I point, saw it. You have seen all of I the love Saw movies Socks. except for Spiral. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. we are officially putting a close on this series. And yeah. We did it, gang. Series it has We're been. at the end yeah, of the road. This, these are like the defining episodes of our podcast, I feel. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know how to feel about that because like on the one hand, I do still think like I had so much fun making these episodes. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, um, I'm just going to be real. I've totally come around on Saw. Honestly, and, like, I yeah. listened to the earlier Saw episodes and I would sit myself down and say, you need to... Uh, take a shot and get into it because this is so much fun once you get over yourself. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, But I, I mean, also when we first started doing that, we were in college and surrounded by people who unironically thought that Jigsaw was correct. Yeah. And that the Saw movies were like, yeah, times have changed genius masterpiece. So mm-hmm. I think that's more what we were responding to. Yeah. Um, like, obviously he's wrong, but I just like watching Jigsaw be Grandpa Piss and, like, be mean to oh, people. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing is, like, I love the corner of the internet I am now in isn't filled with mm-hmm. film bros going like, oh, here's why it's secretly smart. It's like, this is why Jigsaw is baby girl. And then here's a lesbian pie chart of, like, every woman in the Saw franchise. And I'm like, hell yeah. Mark Hoffman For has some big reason- honkers. We. <laughs> no, for some reason, I'm only on Mark Hoffman Big Honkers Twitter, and I'm like, I don't want to be here. I Mark Hoffman is my least favorite Jigsaw apprentice. I hate him so much. He's I annoying. I think I enjoy, I enjoy watching him in Saw the same way I enjoy watching videos of, like, a wrecking ball hitting something. Like, I just like watching Oh, he's him just a train wreck. Hit yeah. things. Yeah, I just like watching him destroy everything. Yeah. I don't I don't understand why people think he's hot. I don't get that. There there are many people who just like want to bury their face in his titties. And I understand I, listen, that a I, little bit. I kind of But get also it. any other character with big titties that isn't Mark Hoffman, I'm more likely to be like that way. He's got like very he's got like a full lips and like a strong jaw and like you don't know what if he's going to kill you. Or um, sit you down and teach you about uh, table manners. And, you know, that I can get that. I understand that. Sure. I, but watching the movies that he was in with Strom and being very confused as to who was on screen, those two men looked way too much the same to me to be like, oh, they're distinct characters. Because, like, they would, like, transition to a fully different scene than the one Hoffman was in. They're, like, showing me Strom. And I'm like... Wait, why is Hoffman doing this now? I'm con- confused. Well, part of me, me thinks they're narrative movies. foils. Like, they're supposed to kind of be mirrors of each other. Yeah, but they you know, look one's the same. <laughs> People That's because they're mirrored, Marty. <laughs> it's uh, a mirror. I anyway, I, I, miss, I never realized how much I missed them till they're gone, because this movie does not follow that soap opera of um, expose saw drama at all, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I feel kind of mixed on that. Like, I guess. Well, I would say, I guess, overall, like, I feel pretty um, open to Saw movies that aren't about Jigsaw. Like, especially when this first came out, I was, like, ecstatic. Like, oh, thank God, they're finally breaking away from that. Because we've had, at this point, eight movies of Jigsaw. 
who dies in the third movie, so they keep going back and adding <laughs> more and more and more lore to his backstory. Mm-hmm. And so when Spiral came out, I was like, oh, thank God we're done with that. Like, I was ready to see something new. And uh, it didn't really live up to my expectations. Um, and then now with Saw X out, I'm like, yeah, actually, I don't mind going back to Jigsaw. I actually really liked Saw X when we went to see it in theaters. That was actually, um, because we watched, like, the first three Saw movies, and then we went to go see it. And I really, I really enjoyed Saw X. I liked it a lot. I liked what they did with Jigsaw in that movie specifically. Oh, yeah. This is not a review of that movie, but I really liked that movie and what they did with him. I I I feel like we needed more of him in the spotlight. I agree. I really like Saw X. With this one, I enjoyed seeing it in the theater. I had a really fun time. It kind of delivered a lot of the things that I love about the Saw movies. Like, I think the traps are interesting. I think it was interesting that it was trying to... I don't know how successful it is, but it was kind of trying to go at an angle with more um, the police and uh, the whole pig imagery kind of being tied into commenting on the police and being a Mm -hmm. rat and kind of making the cop subplot that's normally kind of a diversion from the traps very central to the plot and the story which is not normally the case um so i i think this movie i do think this movie (laughs) is earnest like i think they're all trying to make a movie like they're not just Mm -hmm. doing this for you know they're not bullshitting everything like i see chris rock trying i see the director trying like it's darren bozeman right yeah, yeah, Darren Bozeman came back, and Chris Rock was very passionate about getting this made. This was his idea, his script, and he approached Lionsgate because he was such a fan of the Saw franchise. Mm-hmm. And he was like, mm-hmm. hey, I've got the script, I really want to be involved in a Saw movie. And I think that's really cool. And, like, for what it's worth, I will say, like, as much as we're going to criticize this movie, it is not the worst Saw movie. And I will stand by that. Yeah, Jigsaw was pretty Ooh. bad. Well, no, to me, it's Saw 7, because it hate, wh- hates women. Yeah, uh, that Saw too. 7 is rough, but I do love all of um, Dr. Gordon's scenes in Saw 7. That's, like, uh, the saving yes. grace of that movie. Um, but yeah, Him that movie and was, his like, promotional DVDs. But, <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah, Lawrence Gordon is fun, but, like, I just... That it's just so hateful towards women that it just turns me off. I actually didn't mind... Or maybe it's the one with the fucking the guy who's like, stop being a good cop. Knock that off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's Saw so, 4. Yeah. Sounds I will right. Say, yeah. yeah, I think I think the Spiral is like not the worst Saw movie. I'll put that out there. It's middle. And I would every- say middle or high, like, yeah. Yeah. And everyone involved like clearly cared about what they were doing. Hmm. So, um... Yeah. All right. Explain it to me, because I have no idea besides <laughs> that Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson are in this. Oh, yeah. Darren Samuel L. Jackson. Directed. They got him to show up. I was so thrilled to see him in a Saw movie, and he kills it. He was like, just. He, yep. he gave 100%. He looks just as confused as any normal person. <laughs> he is the only hyper-realistic reaction to a jigsaw trap, I would describe. Like, he's just looking around like, what the hell is this? It's just like Yeah, and of course, like, they do let him say motherfucker, because you gotta. Yeah. You have to. 
Oh, we so, need to talk about Snakes on a Plane sometime. That movie is delightfully stupid. Uh, anyway. Yeah! We should. So, the movie, we have we get a cold open of this police officer at a carnival. Okay. And a woman's purse gets stolen, and so he's chasing after the thief. And, like, they go down into these, like, train tunnels. And the police gets knocked out by a person in a pig mask. Okay. Um, and when he wakes up, he's, like kind of suspended like he's standing on a chair and like his tongue is attached to this chain that's hanging from the ceiling so you do get is he um, like on his tiptoes and like if the the chair falls out from under him he like will get his tongue ripped out or whatever well his whole thing is that he was lying under oath um to convict an innocent person Okay, um, so it's like so a, a, a full has metaphor, a choice. Symbolism. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he has a choice. He can either jump off the chair and rip out his lying tongue, or he cannot do that and wait for the oncoming train to hit him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um and I love this trap. It goes like full gore. And mm-hmm. what a way to start this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's fun, too, because you get to have your cake and eat it, too, because he does eventually do it. Like, first he scrambles a little bit trying to get it off his head, but then he's like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then he jumps off the chair right in time to get hit by the train. So you get to see him rip his tongue out and then get hit by a train. Yeah. Nice. And you just see the tongue, like, hanging there on a chain, and it's great. Mm, yummy snack um, for the train worm later. So I do want to point out, we also get a different Jigsaw voice in this movie, which makes sense, because it's not John Kramer. It's a different Jigsaw. Okay. So I am in support mm-hmm. of the new Jigsaw voice. I'm glad know. they didn't do the vocoder thing where they basically just like... I mean, did... they do a vocoder thing, but it just sounds different. Okay, but like it's not like it his does. voice. Because they, they do a vocoder in Jigsaw where it's like his voice, and but it's like... Yeah, this one is not John Kramer's voice at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a whole new um, voice, which, yeah, I agree. I think it's effective. And instead of Billy the Puppet, it's got, like, this marionette pig uh, thing that I think still has a lot of spiral imagery. There is no Billy in this. There's a whole new pig puppet. Yeah, and I do like the pig puppet. I think it's kind of neat. I'll have to see it. I'm, like, kind of attached to Billy the Puppet at this point. So, like, I'm like, you know, (laughs) respect. Like, I get it. Yeah. Um because mm-hmm. Billy is is John Kramer's son. Yeah. His creation. Look at my son. Well, also, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Kyla <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. I felt like Billy um and John Kramer in general have a little bit more um I don't know how to say it is class yeah. than this current killer. Like John Kramer feels like he really believes in what he's saying, whereas this new jigsaw killer feels very like I kind of want you dead. I kind of want you to fail. Oh, so kind of like Hoffman. A little bit, I would say yeah. more, even more aggressive than that. Yeah. Really? More aggressive than Hoffman, whom I hate because he's aggressive. <laughs> well, I think Hoffman is also suffers from the fact that he's... I mean, part of the reason I like him is also part of the reason he doesn't work is he himself is kind of the threat. He's more of a slasher villain than, like, a trap master. Like, when I think of Hoffman, I think of him, like, soloing the entire precinct rather than, like, oh, yes, and he crafted this clever little trap, whereas John Kramer is all 
thought all uh, traps. Yeah. Because he doesn't have that physical strength. Hoffman is not. No. I feel like Hoffman probably Mm -hmm. stole a bunch of plans that Jigsaw had before he died. And was like, well, that's how he became um, the apprentice. Yeah. He stole it. Yeah, that's true. Plagiarized. He failed upward. Plagiarist. So (laughs) then we. So after this cold open, we get introduced to our police characters. Uh, The main character, Ezekiel Banks, otherwise known as Zeke, who is played by Chris Rock, introduced in a very weird scene. Like, already, this is where I have the most issue with this movie, is the tonal whiplash. Which, in that regard, it is a Saw movie. Because (laughs) the Saw movies are famous for for tonal whiplash. Um... Let us not. Well, and I do know the reason. I do know the reason for it, though. Okay. Where when they decided to write the script together, um, the guy who wrote the Saw script was like, I know what to do for the plot and the scares, but like, I don't know how to be funny in your tone of voice. And Chris Rock was like, don't worry, I'll just think of some stuff and improv it on set. So I think that's why uh, there's okay. occasional monologues by Zeke that, of talking about, like, Forrest Gump or yeah, my bitch ex-wife Forrest... and stuff like that. <laughs> okay. And, like, you know, I do think that Chris Rock can be funny. Um, I just don't think it works for this movie. And, I, I, you know, I wouldn't mind him being a little bit quippy. Like, there's room for that in the Saw franchise. But I think he goes overboard. Like, he's trying to give a whole stand-up routine. And I'm like, this Well, this and it sucks because the stand-up saw... routine isn't even related, really, to what's happening. Like, he's yeah. giving a review of Forrest Gump when it's just Chris Rock reacting to how fucked up Jigsaw traps are. I actually think it's hilarious. Yeah, and he I just mean... starts talking about for I'm just, like, kind of caught on the Forrest Gump thing. What does this have to do with Jigsaw? Literally nothing. He just starts <laughs> monologuing about Forrest Gump. Because he's, like, undercover Was he, like, ta- <laughs> with these, like, criminals. And he's trying to bust them. And then all the police do end up showing up. And mm-hmm. he's... So... I'm just thinking, like, is he, like, talking about Lieutenant Dan getting his legs blown off or something? No, he was just talking, like, you just have to watch it. It literally has nothing to do with anything at all in the movie. But, I mean, again, like, like, you know that moment when Lieutenant Dan gets his legs blown off? He was talking about Jenny and, like, how sad (laughs) that whole storyline was, but... Okay. uh, I mean, I guess it is I mean, I remember the joke is, like, and, again, this is Chris Rock's joke, not mine. It can be interpreted as maybe a bit too much for some people. I'm kind of on the line of, like, what the fuck are we doing here? But, you know, he's not wrong when, like, yeah, I guess that is what the movie about, where he's like, Forrest Gump is the literal nicest man alive. Uh, he was friends with the only black man in the army surrounding him, and the- no, that's not true. There were other black people in his uh, squad. But, and a guy with no legs, so he's the mm-hmm. nicest man in the world. And I'm like, okay. Um... We as a culture Life haven't really like reckoned with Forrest Gump, have we? Yeah, no, it's um, it's a little bit ableist. Um, can I'm not I, gonna get into can it. Can I give this, a confession? <laughs> yeah, I've never seen Forrest Gump. Yeah, oh, yeah. But you it's don't, one of those you don't have I to. Feel, I feel like I've seen it because culture references it so much, yeah. and I do like know every plot point of the movie. It's not. Terrible, have you been to Bubba Gump Shrimp Company? There, I have. Yeah, there are a lot of moments in it where, like, it's like, why is this happening? 
Just Why do like we need spiral. to do this? Yeah. Bring it Just back. like spiral. So, oh, it all comes I, back. I will say, for anyone who says that We're this spiraling back is unusual for the Saw franchise, uh, no, it's not. Because <laughs> need I remind you of this beautiful monologue that Jigsaw gives in Saw 6 about the the horrors of the American healthcare system and how they're killing people. And then it's immediately followed up by him going, Piranha! Piranha. <laughs> and it just cuts to a bunch Piranha. of fish in a fish tank. Piranha. <laughs> Never forget. Or remember Piranha. when he had that stupid little backwards Amazon. cap to show that he was a young guy? He was so yeah. hip and cool. Yeah. I, I love backwards cap. Um, I love backwards cap. They do that. They like, do do that in this movie too. They have flashbacks of do. like Zeke's backstory, and they put him in a backwards baseball cap. <laughs> I love that this is a thing that the Saw franchise okay. brings back. I feel like in the next Saw movie, they need to put him in a backwards cap again, and just like have yeah, him. It's Hoffman's turn. Get yeah. him Hoffman no. backstory oh, yeah. and it's... put him in a backwards baseball cap. Put Amanda in a backwards It's very how do you do, fellow kids, and I'm good. here for it. Yeah. I also want them to put Amanda in a shorter and shorter wig. I just think yeah. that's Yeah, <laughs> just buzz her head. Well... Any of it would look better than her haircut and saw X. I'm sorry, yeah. Amanda. I Listen, love you. I have a I, that's a terrible you. wig, and that's why it's an amazing, amazing wig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we do what? learn uh, Zeke's backstory. He gets a new partner um, whose name I yeah. do not remember. Do you remember his name? His name was Shank. His name was Shank? Yes. Okay. What a dumb name. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's, that's why that's I remembered harsh. it. Because I was like, what the hell? Like, that's really his <laughs> Police name? Police officer named Shank. Okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, Which is funny, because I actually... I love the name Zeke. <laughs> I do like I the do name too. Zeke, too. Um, so it's this part is, like, a very stereotypical cop movie. It's like, I am the seasoned cop, and I don't want a partner. And he's forced to team up with the rookie. And so then... He Chris Rock monologues again about how like bitches be cheating basically, <laughs> and he's like, "My wife yeah, cheated on me." Shank and, has. Like, how do you know that your wife isn't cheating on women you? Women be and, shopping. Like, it's so. It really rivalry. does feel like women be shopping. It's yeah, kind of so sexist like, okay. that it goes right around to being kind of funny again, where it's like, oh my god. Yeah, like, it does feel like I'm watching an SNL parody of a cop movie. Like the dialogue is just like straight out of snl but like less Mm -hmm. funny yeah and then um oh god yeah the whole thing is brought up because um shank is talking about how he has a wife and a new baby and you just know they're setting this guy up to die uh because he's just got so much to live for and so much hope in his eyes and he was wanting to join the force because of uh people like zeke's father who was the the captain of the precinct for a really long time and helped clean up the streets back when things were worse than they've ever been and that and then he came along and quote unquote fixed everything um and that that really inspired him to join the force so that's kind of how he and zeke have that tie together yeah and i i am gonna i do want to get into zeke's backstory because i can't remember it's like kind of slowly introduced throughout the movie but i think we can just introduce Mm -hmm. it here so Zeke's former partner was a crooked cop and like Zeke was trying to take down the crooked cops and then all the other cops like turned against him they were like oh you've like ratted on us and like we're supposed to stick together 
and I can't believe you did that. And he's, you know, and for him, he's trying to do the right thing and be like, no, just because you're a cop doesn't mean you're above the law. But it turned a lot of the people at the precinct against him. And so okay. all of the people who end up getting killed in these traps are people who were involved in that. Like there's an incident where he was shot and um, nobody came to give him backup because yeah, they were all mad at him. So, like, all the people who are getting put in traps throughout the movie are people who were involved in that incident. Okay. So, like... So, there is suspicion on him. Like, yeah. pretty early on in the movie, they're like, hey, this is kind of weird that, like, all these people that are getting killed have ties to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of cool if they had him do that. It, but, like, also... That just sounds like me being like, I want another Hoffman plot, but I feel like they could do it better here yeah. than with Hoffman. Because <laughs> yeah. if I remember correctly, I think the incident, or at least one of the incidents that made them turn against Zeke was his partner um, shot a witness, I think? Yeah, it was something like Ooh, that. Shit. It was like, you know, it's a... Uh, this whole movie is really giving a commentary on police violence, mm-hmm. which, you know, it came out in 2021. The, this felt very timely. Um, but looking back, I feel conflicted about it because on the one hand, I'm like, well, okay, Chris Rock is a black man. And I feel like he absolutely, if he has thoughts about police violence, then he absolutely should speak up about it because, you know, black men are affected by that. But then on the other hand, I'm like, but is a Saw movie really the best choice to talk about such a deep issue? Mm-hmm. Like the Saw franchise, again, that gave us John Piranha Kramer and, <laughs> you know, Lawrence promotional DVD Gordon. Like, just the <laughs> franchise that is really going to give us, like, deep storylines about... And I know, like, there have been, you know, there has been social commentary in the Saw movies, mm-hmm. like, about the healthcare system, but... Yeah, but this is also, like, coming from the same franchise where in the first movie, um, one of the victims is just a smoker. <laughs> like... Yeah, I, it does make yeah, me kind of reason It's very hard, like, especially are... with the brutality of the kills. I feel like the movie is very clear about, like, these cops did a bad thing, and you don't really feel that bad bad for them especially given Mm -hmm. zeke's pov where you really feel everyone hating him and resenting him and you really see these people doing the wrong thing but there's also just like you can tell they could i honestly wish they would have gone further because you can tell they're still trying to kind of toe that line to get appeal to everyone sort of oh yeah yeah it's just difficult and i don't you know i don't really know how i feel about that I think personally, it could have been, and it was, a lot worse when they talked about it in Saw 4, um, mm-hmm. with, when they made the cop who was, like, one of the quote-unquote good ones kind of, like, say, hey, you're doing too much there, laddie. Pull back. Um, whereas this one's more kind of exclusively aiming itself at the police system itself mm-hmm. and implying that there is an institutional problem. But then it almost backslides towards the end to say, like, oh, but overhauling the whole thing would be a bit too extreme. You know, it kind of falls into that trope of, like, I mean, technically the villain is right, but they took it too far. They took it too far. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, eh. yeah, it's very Hollywood. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. There is like there is that commentary going on, and I don't dislike it. I'm just also not sure it was executed as well as it could have been. So you're saying this is the Marvel movie of the Jigsaw movies? <laughs> uh, no, that would just be Jigsaw. I don't know oh, about okay. that because I think yeah, I don't know about that. I think it's more. I don't know. It's 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 tiptoeing around the subject. Um, and I can appreciate that, mm-hmm. but it doesn't say it with its whole chest, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Um, so what are some of the other traps? So the next trap is there's a guy who I believe was insulted by someone he pulled over and then he shot that person. And as, like, to show you'll never pull the trigger again on the wrong person, his fingers are, like, attached to wires, and he's sitting in a bathtub. And if he doesn't, like, I don't know how he would do this, rip his fingers out of their knuckles, um, the the tub's water will rise till it hits an open electric wire and it will electrocute him to death. So he's got to, like, pull his fingers out of their sockets, essentially. This one okay. I wasn't crazy about. It was too... I don't like it when a trap's too complicated. I'm like, listen, jump off the stool. Yeah, I'm, like, Great. trying... I This description, I'm still, like, trying to figure out what's going on. It's, like, he has to pull all of his, yeah, his fingers off? fingers are, like, attached to, like... It kind of looks like a Chinese finger trap, like mesh around his fingers, and okay. he has to like rip them out. Okay, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I appreciate the gore, and I'll say this for like all the traps in this movie, they really go hard on the gore, and so I appreciate that aspect of it. But yeah, this one wasn't my favorite one. I I this was the also first one, one more. This was also one that someone pointed out was very easy to survive. Because he could have simply um, swung his legs over the side of the tub and gotten out. <laughs> yeah, just swing your legs over and just, like, pull your hand and then you're good. But this is Saw. Yeah, and everyone in Saw is a dumbass, right? <laughs> I think for this one, yeah. And, like, do you care if I give you a spoiler? I mean, this is, the whole thing is a spoiler. Like, we're going over a movie I haven't watched yet. So, like... That's true. Yes. Um, no one survives any of these saw traps. Okay. That's true. Yeah. So this guy dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, he stupid. does not pull his... He does not pull out in time, uh, so to speak. <laughs> <sighs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, do not be sorry. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm sitting here, we're laughing like Beavis and Butthead because you said pull out. (laughs) You said pull out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that happens. And then, again, they're kind of putting it together like, oh, shit, they're targeting the cops who turned on uh, Chris Rock. And at some point here, he um, goes and talks to his dad. Um, And it is revealed that they don't have a great relationship He's a cop because his dad was a cop. And uh, his dad was like, you shouldn't have ratted. (laughs) Just like how in Shark Tale, Oscar is a whale washer because his dad is a whale washer. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's the family business. 
So. They do have great chemistry, though. Like, you really believe this dynamic, and they play off each other very well. Like, I feel like Chris Rock um, is less monologue to no one in particular when he's acting with Samuel L. Jackson, because Samuel L. Jackson mm-hmm. will, like, throw it right back at him. Like, who the fuck are you talking to? What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, Samuel L. Jackson is playing his dad? Yeah. Ah! Yeah. yeah, and I, I really really liked Samuel L. Jackson in this movie, too. Like, he knows what kind of movie he's in. And, and yeah, like Hannah said, they they both have really good chemistry on screen together. Like, honestly, I wish we'd gotten more of them. But his dad goes missing pretty early on through the movie. So that's, like, an ongoing plot point. He's trying to figure out what happened to his dad. And I think a lot of people uh, suspect that his dad is the new Jigsaw killer because he was really Mm -hmm. pissed when he found out, like, the precinct turned on his son. Mm. Yeah. Um. So we also have so Lady next. Cop. Oh gosh, this was the most brutal, and I don't. This is to me is like the only trap that I'm like I don't think there's any way Lady. anyone can survive this. I I think you're fucked. Are they punishing her because women be shopping? <laughs> no, no, I think okay. they're punishing her because they're. If I'm remembering correctly, there was a lot of records of, like, when she was helping clean up the streets, it was kind of how, like, they cleaned up New York City in the 80s and just, like, targeted homeless people. Oh, I see. Yeah. Am I right in that, Kai, or did they... I can't honestly can't remember why they were going after her. Women but she be is, committing classist like, crimes. I mean, she is also like pretty competent and getting close to solving the case. So I kind of got the impression too that it was just like to keep her from figuring things out. Mm. But I'm sure there was like mm. something else in her backstory. But that it all kind of is vague to me because I was so focused on like the trap itself. Cause I it's... mean, like I know why she's in the trap when we get the big reveal at the end. Um... But basically, she is an accomplice to some very bad uh, police shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so, yeah. So, what's her trap? What do they do to her? Her trap is, um, so there's like a, a tiny little ass needle behind her neck, and she's strapped down. And there's hot wax that is going to be poured onto her face. And it will melt off her skin if she does not saw by moving her neck back and forth through her spinal cord and lose the ability to move her lower body. Um, Only then will that turn off the hot wax machine that is actively being poured into her face. Uh, Okay. So she just kind of has to like wiggle until she severs her spinal cord. Okay. Yeah. Before um, being like burned alive by wax. She did not and they how, do, like, find how out. could anyone yeah. yeah and they find out where she's being held so like they are like zeke is racing to try to get to her but he shows up just too late and like she's already been burned um yeah this trap i liked the strap a lot it was really kind of horrifying it's yeah it's the scariest one to me just because like if i'm in it i'm like i i'm i'm fucked i'm i'm done it didn't feel weirdly targeted in terms of or become totally like you know unable to move damn damn (laughs) yeah and like i will say i also did like this trap because sometimes i feel like the traps that women are in in the saw movies can feel weirdly sexist um, this mm-hmm. didn't feel like that to me. It just felt really unfortunate. 
And given she was yeah. the chief of police, I was like, maybe that also has something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's another trap that's, like, not shown on screen. Yeah, it's um, uh, Shank. Yeah, so Zeke finds out, like, his partner goes missing, too, and he... They, they do got find, Shank with a shiv. Yeah, they do find the body, <laughs> and uh, his face has been cut off. And he went through a pretty nasty, gnarly trap. So, rip to him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I and like yeah, he's been skinned him. alive. It's it's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> and he's um, got a baby! Yeah, and his wife that's probably cheating on him, because women be cheating. <laughs> <laughs> women be shopping. Women be cheating. <laughs> and how about that airplane food, Chris Rock? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's so, that happens. I feel like isn't there one more we're missing? There's or did I towards the end where he where like the guy is getting shot, like shrapnels being like shot at that guy. Right, but right, right, right. It's kind of a trap I always forget about because I'm so focused on like other stuff. They're shooting shrapnel at a guy. Yeah, and he dies. It's not very exciting. Like the uh, one that I'm more because immediately after that we get Samuel L. Jackson's trap. Okay, okay. So I was like, why trap. is getting shrapnel shot at you unmemorable? Because I would be like, <laughs> yeah, oh so shit. My, my brain is always like, oh, but then Samuel L. Jackson is like immediately after that and mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. of course, like his acting and stuff is just, he's just hamming it up. Um... It's yeah, very so good. He... Um, but yeah, he Chris Rock gets kidnapped by the pig guy. And he wakes up uh, handcuffed to a radiator with a saw nearby, very evocative. How did of the I first know you film. were going to say he was handcuffed to a radiator? <laughs> because that's how Chris Rock be on a Friday night. Hey. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Women be cheating he's, and he's shopping, rich. and Chris Rock. Into kinky stuff. Chris Rock be handcuffed to a radiator. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um he yeah he is i don't remember how he gets out he doesn't saw through his hand i think he just he gets out doesn't he like break through a part of the actual radiator or something i think so I this is where i'm like oh this is the the joy of chris rock in a saw movie because you can kind of see him be a little bit quippy of like oh hell i'm not doing that and then just like breaking the radiator or doing something kind of smarter um and just kind of being so like what the fuck horror movies i think because i think it would be cool Mm -hmm. if he had to deglove himself to get out like how they did in gerald's game that i know but like i i love that so much though it's so nasty we just kind of need more of it yeah and that would fit really well in saw yeah Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah, he goes and one of uh the oh sorry go ahead oh no you go ahead Oh, um, so he wakes up and one of the guys who, like, shot him or, like, indirectly got him to get shot is um, chained and hung up by his wrists up in the ceiling. And he is right in front of this machine that breaks down bottles and shoots them out. So, like, it's like pelting this man with um, bottles. And uh, Chris Rock has to figure out how to stop it. Um, I don't know how. He's supposed yeah, to try to stop it. I've seen this, people say, why don't you just get the bottles off the conveyor belt so they stop breaking? But um, 
I don't know what he's supposed to do. I don't think it's that. Yeah, I can't remember. Like, this whole scene is just so vague to me, because I'm, again, just focused on Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This guy dies, though. Like, he doesn't get him in time. He's like, oh, shit. Too many bottles. They shoot shrapnel in his eye or yeah. something. All over him. It was, like, all Yeah, it's his entire body. Brutal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was this Samuel Jackson's trap? No, okay. it's a different guy. Okay, so, I was yeah, getting a goes, little confused for a second. He goes into another room and finds Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. And then um, it is revealed who the Jigsaw Killer is. He emerges from the shadows, and it is and, Will Smith with an iron it. chair. Hello, thank you very much. That's my one joke. <laughs> good night. Oh my God. Good night. Any guesses, Marty? <laughs> Um, is it a random cop we've never seen before? No. Um, is it Shank? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's the Shank Dan's second try. Death scene we conveniently didn't see. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, which I guessed this, like, immediately when I was watching the movie the first time. But Again, I mean, when, you, when you don't see someone die on screen, they didn't die. He, he heard Chris Rock saying women be shopping. He's like... My wife doesn't be shopping. My well, wife loves me. <laughs> his wife is, like, dead, right? Like, that's his whole backstory? No. Well, is it? I think it was his father who died because of Chris Rock's dad. Yeah, I don't think he even yeah. has a wife or a kid. It was all a charade to become sympathetic. And so Chris Rock My imaginary up to wife loves about how me women be and shopping. would never cheat on me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he has a... Yeah. You're right. His backstory... Or... He's upset at the police because they. So he became one because the only way to fight police corruption is to become one and change it from the inside, or just infiltrate them. Yeah, or just kill them all. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because that's his thing. Is I believe his father. I believe his father was killed by Chris Rock's father because Chris Rock's father, Samuel L. Jackson, cop, uh, passed an initiative. That basically gave the police martial law to do whatever they wanted, and a lot of innocent people died as a result. Why would you do that, Samuel death. L. Jackson? Why would you do that? <laughs> you know better than that. You were a Black Panther back in the day. Well, he's acting, so never mind. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just that good. He's a He's just Which again, this is part of the film that I'm like, ah, a reckoning with a system that fucked over a lot of people. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he um, infiltrated the police academy. Um, and then he saw that Zeke got all this shit from the department and was like, you shall be my ally. And together we will kill every cop until they're too scared Including to your be dead. Let's murder your father together. It's like, hello? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Hello, Zep. Or hello, Zeke. Uh, Zep. <laughs> There's a lot of Z names in, in the Saw movies. What's up with yeah. that? Do they just like the Zs? They do. Or yes, they do. Honk um. Anyway, Kai, <laughs> do you want to explain what the Samuel L. Jackson trap itself is? Yes. So... Um, Shank is trying to get Zeke to be on his side, and so he's going to test him, and he shows um, Samuel L. Jackson suspended, and this machine that's, like, slowly draining out all of his blood. Oh my god! Um, 
that's what's happening to Samuel yeah, Jackson. Frank, like calls the police, and he's like, "Okay, the police are on their way." And he gives um, Zeke a gun, and he's like, "You can shoot this target that will save your dad." but I'll go free or you can kill because there's only one bullet. He's like, or you can kill me and let your dad bleed to death. Um, so Zeke does shoot the target to save his dad and Shank escapes. Um, and then I think, uh, doesn't he say something of like, don't let them in or like, as soon as the police enter, it's over. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. So when the police burst in, it like triggers this mechanism that lifts Samuel L. Jackson up, and it's literally like using him like a marionette, and there's a gun attached to his arm, and it starts firing at like all the police, <laughs> and so they shoot him and kill him. And it ends in the very classic Saw way with Zeke screaming, no! Like a big dramatic scream, and then... They don't play the saw music. They play a different song. It's not as good. But no, still, they play the, the they play the saw music. It's like oh, a right, slight variation do. of yeah. Hello Zep, but it's called Hello Zeke, and it's just like it's the same kind of melody, but just kind of amped a little bit, and it adds a little bit more um, kind of uh, techno sort of orchestration. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, yeah. So that's because it starts playing once he gets lifted into the air. <laughs> And yeah. then the end credits play, and it's a Will Smith rap from the 90s that explains like everything okay. that happens in the, the movie. Song? No, not even that. The, the song saw the end rap. Credits drives me crazy. It's like. Wait, is just... there actually a saw rap? Yes, but oh it's not a saw. They just keep saying the word spiral over and over again, but then they're talking about random stuff. Like, there's a line where he's like, she sucked my dick and then she bends over. And it's like, what does that have to do with song? <laughs> like, it's just a generic rap song, but then they put the word spiral in it a lot. I'm like, no, I, I do want, like, a Will Smith-style rap that actually tells you the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this man so had that- cancer, but I'm a mad dancer, and so I had yeah, to like, glance I her. She's that. in a saw it- trap. Sir. It made me so I upset that the song had like nothing to do with the movie itself. I'm like, yeah, you had a it could have been a fun opportunity a to go full camp. But anyway, I mean, that's fine. Whatever. So there could be a lyric in there about how he slapped Chris Rock. Well, oh this God! Yeah, pre yep. slap. I know, but pre-slap. <laughs> um, but yeah, honestly, uh, talking about this references. film. I, it's weird. I liked watching it the first time. Then I rewatched it and I didn't like it. And now talking about it, I kind of come back around to like, I actually don't hate this. That's how I feel too. I mean, the thing for me is like, okay, you got all the traps. Like the traps rock. Um, they Chris rock. I like Chris rock about like 60% of the time in this movie he gives like a pretty solid performance I think Samuel L. Jackson is great you know I don't mm-hmm. hate it like some of it is really predictable but that's not also like that's not unusual for a Saw movie I mean a lot of the movies do just kind of have like cop procedural like generic plots so, so I have a question and it's mostly like does this tie in somehow with the previous jigsaw lore 
No, this is like a complete. They just mention that. Yeah, they mentioned. Yeah, they just mentioned it's a copycat killer. Okay, this is a jigsaw copycat. So he was not a a jigsaw princess. He's just doing his own thing. Okay, and this movie is the one which I will say recently in the timeline. Okay. Yeah, and I don't want to nitpick. Because, like, I don't like it when people are like, um, actually, but there is one line where Chris Rock's character says, um, no, this can't be John Kramer, uh, Jigsaw didn't target cops, which, if you've been paying attention, is the funniest statement. He absolutely does. Because I would say about 60% of the people he targets are cops. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mark Hoffman also targeted cops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, but for what it's worth, like, I do really like the idea of a new Jigsaw copycat that, like, doesn't have anything to do with the previous movies. And I hope that the franchise doesn't turn away from that idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I know a lot of people were disappointed with Spiral, but I hope that that doesn't discourage people from still maybe one day doing... You know, there's still room for Saw 13 to be Mm -hmm. an original thing. (laughs) Um, yeah, I never want them to stop making Saw movies. And I agree. I liked the creativity. I liked that it focused on a lot of the imagery and aesthetics of Saw you don't really think about as much. Like, the whole idea of a spiral or they really try to give more weight to the pig mask imagery. Mm-hmm. And I kind of respect that because most of the time when you think of Saw, you think of the literal Saw or Billy the Puppet or, like, the I want to play a game uh, VHS tapes and things like that. This is yeah. much more different, and I I like that. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do like the the pig thing being like more, uh, like symbolic. Um, I know they kind of did that, and just like kind of was like, you know, oh, that was one of uh John Kramer's favorite animals or whatever. Um, I. If it were me, I would have taken it in a different direction and talked more about how, like, in the Chinese Zodiac, the pig represents, like, wealth and prosperity and how, like, I don't know. In my mind, I think the Jigsaw thing is, like, symbolic of, like, good luck. And it's like he's trying to hold on to that because of all of these bad things that keep happening. Yeah. Um, but I do like I the like pig that thing. Like the 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 pigs being cops is a good thing too. I like that because that's that's also just like in our vernacular we call them pigs. Mm-hmm. Oink oink, you bastards! And again, <laughs> it's only oink you bastards. And again, I do like that this film at least seems to acknowledge that it's a systemic problem. Like it's mm-hmm. the entire precinct that is corrupt, um, not yeah. just one or two. But then it kind of backtracks. I, I'm just repeating myself, but, like, during the literal villain monologue, he's like, we'll take out any, all the bad apples, all the good apples, just so it, it no one ever does anything bad ever again. And Chris Rock is like, you've gone too far. But, I mean, at <laughs> first he's like, oh, yeah, I'm totally down. But, like, it's the narratives of us also clearly framing, like, this is the villain. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you really do start feeling bad for Chris Rock and his dad. So it's kind of, I, I think it loses steam in terms of what it's trying to say Yeah. towards the end. But, you know, I don't think it, um, I think it could have been much worse. I will say that. Oh, yeah, definitely. That seems like the consensus. Like, it's a very middle of the road Saw movie. Uh, and the Saw franchise in general is just like everyone has different opinions. Like, I've seen people 
list this as their least favorite Saw movie. I've seen people put it close to their favorites. I mean, mm-hmm. I think everyone just has completely different opinions about like which Saw movies they like and how oh, they would yeah. rank them. That's why I don't think I could come up with a ranking of the Saw movies because my opinion on them changes every single time I watch them. I think I like the first three the most plus Saw X. Yeah, Saw X is the one I love the most, Currently, I think. Saw X is mm-hmm. my favorite. Saw X is yeah. my favorite. It was just the well, one that was the most me. well done. <laughs> well, it's different for me because I feel like Saw is also such an experiential movie. Like, I yeah. love seeing these movies in the theater. Like, it's just, it's such a, a great kind of ritualistic experience where even mm-hmm. if it's not good, like, I think on hindsight, um, the Jigsaw movie isn't really that great. But, like, watching it, I was having such a great time when we were all, like, seeing mm-hmm. it in the theater. So, like, it's hard for yeah. me. I'm, I'm kind of with Kai where I'm like, I don't, God, I don't know. Because uh, some yeah. of these are just a, a good wacky time. I do want to go back and rewatch the first one because I haven't seen it since college. And I remember having a very negative opinion of it. And now that yeah. I feel like I've I've kind of... Um, just started to go with the flow a bit more and kind of have more of an appreciation of this whole legacy and what mm-hmm. it has inspired creatively that I kind of want to go back to the beginning and be like, okay, what what can I appreciate that I didn't appreciate before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, having watched all of them pretty recently, like a couple months ago, um, I will say I do think the first three are great. Um, I am... I'm not as big into four through seven. I think they're probably the weakest. Um, but that could change again just based on like, I feel like this is a, a franchise that like you will like or dislike a movie just based on your mood when you're watching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. if I'm watching Saw 7 with a bunch of other people, I think I'm going to have a better time than I would watching it alone and just like, you yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's just not got enough like steam. Some to get of these movies, you know? some of these movies are just like you're gonna have to watch them with someone else and sit there and talk and laugh at it because it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Saw isn't a franchise. Saw is an experience. Saw is a community. <laughs> Baby girl yeah. Jigsaw, big titty Hoffman, and your favorite lesbian, uh, Amanda. Why? Amanda, I kept thinking her name was Amy. My God! Anyway. <laughs> oh no! Uh, I love but Amanda. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, and you know, since we're kind of wrapping up the series, I do want to give a shout out to all the listeners who have listened to us talk about um, nine Saw movies. Now, mm-hmm. you guys rock! I didn't think we were actually gonna get through all these movies, but. We did it. And I also uh, want everyone who's in the Saw fandom, please keep doing what you're doing. I see your posts, they make me laugh. And I want you to keep making takes out of pocket. If you have context or proof for your takes, I don't care. Just say whatever comes to your brain and I will be there and I will retweet you. I saw recently somebody made fan art of Kevin McAllister as a Saw apprentice, and I was laughing so hard. I love that shit. so good. I love that shit. Yeah, someone did Mm -hmm. a fan art of, like, it was the poster of The Breakfast Club, but it was, like, instead of The Breakfast Club, it was, like, John Kramer and all his apprentices in that Mm -hmm. movie. It was so funny. I love Mm -hmm. the Saw fandom. They're so silly. You guys are great. Yeah. Um... 
you know what? Shout out to like the creative team that worked on Saw. I know there's been Hell a yeah. lot of different writers and directors and editors and mm-hmm. actors who have worked on this film on these films. Shout out to all of y'all. Like as much as we've maybe not been the kindest to these films, at the end of the day, I do want to make it clear I really respect the art of filmmaking and I really respect what people are doing. You know, and and mm-hmm. especially I, and I like the, the practical effects of these traps, like they're yeah, all, they're yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, as much as you know, we can sit here and criticize, but like at the end of the day, and we've always said this, it takes it's all so in much good fun. Work. Yeah, it takes so much work to make a movie. Yeah, and so if anyone's able to accomplish that. Not only once, but ten times. You have the series with ten movies, mm-hmm. and and for the newest one to be like one of the still, best, yeah, yeah, like still really good. I'm like, you know, that's impressive. So, mm-hmm. shout out to the cast and crew and everyone who worked so hard on these films. Mm-hmm. You've brought so much joy into the lives of us mm-hmm. and of a lot of other mm-hmm. people out there, and mm-hmm. I applaud you. Yeah. Absolutely. Applause, applause. I, you know what, I think I've had a redemption arc over these, um, Mm -hmm. these podcasts of like, at first I was a Saw hater. Now I'm a Saw lover. I have become Apprentice Mm -hmm. Jigsaw. And uh, (laughs) I, I also want to say that I love this series because I think it's such a success story for indie filmmakers because this all started with a short sketch starring Lee Wan-El and um, uh, James Wan kind of directing something small that was mm-hmm. very idea based about like a guy locked in a room with I think the bear trap on his head, and mm-hmm. just how he got out of that, and then it grew into um, a feature because they liked the concept, and then the feature spawned sequels, and they also built their own careers and wrote really good horror movies like The Conjuring franchise and The Invisible Man, and just I think it's such malignant. a malignant. We wouldn't have malignant. malignant. Uh, the best film ever made. Uh, don't yeah, at we me. We wouldn't have malignant or and... the Invisible Man if we didn't have the the Saw franchise. So, like, just remember exactly. that people. And I was you thinking about that. this the other day about how horror I think is actually one of the most accessible genres for new time mm-hmm. filmmakers to get into because, like, I feel like so often with like dramas or things you are carried by the name. Um, and the prestige and who you can get attached to your project where a lot of horror movies, it's more about the concept about the and how well you can execute technicality. Yeah. yeah. Cause like I was thinking about like, there's this new movie coming out that has like a, a scary imaginary friend and there's a lot of actors in it who haven't really been in the limelight very much. And there's a director who I'm not super familiar with. And it's just, I think I love this genre because it, it feels much more welcoming than others yeah. in terms of newer filmmakers and their ideas. So I really, there's also just I just like love this genre. More, there's a lot more open interpretation of horror as a genre. Cause like you can do a lot like within the, the confines of horror. It's like, you know, it could be supernatural. It could be sci-fi. It could be like, you know, a found footage film, you know, you could just like, you know, if it scares you, if it's a concept that you think is terrifying, then you can turn it into a horror movie. We watched Eraserhead recently, and that movie feels like a fucking nightmare. I watched it high. Don't do that. 
don't do that, don't do that. But, like, it's also, it's great because, like, it can have different levels of effectiveness in terms of, like, like, a racer head, something that's much more, like, bizarre and not of this world, or something like Saw that's very much, like, the point is to watch these people cut their feet off, and we yeah. eat that shit up every fucking time. And, mm-hmm. like, it can range in terms of brilliance and effectiveness, and it's all just kind of wrapped up in this weird little ball of mm-hmm. gore and or yeah, and or we not don't, gore suspense mm-hmm. and we also don't need like a very set specific type of logic for it to work because you know you have supernatural horror or you have like you know just like um these concepts where like you know logically a lot of people would you know be like oh get out of there but you know, in a horror movie, the point is to explore further and further into, you know, psychological and physical, you know, horror. And, you know, you got to go deeper into that if you want to find anything interesting. So, like, it's, you know, it doesn't have to be logical. And I like that about horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more based on emotions. Yeah. Yeah, and just the soft back to the soft franchise itself, it's done such a great job reinventing itself while also kind of staying true to what people want to see from it. So like I think yeah. it strikes a really great balance of like knowing what people want, but also giving them something a little different, even if it's not always the best. Like, you know, people mm-hmm. have different opinions on Mark Hoffman and stuff, but like at least they're they're trying something and um yeah. you gotta respect it. You gotta respect it, I guess. I'm an Amanda Stanny. I always oh, will be. And I love too. I mm-hmm. love Grandpa Kramer and his little puppet in tiny bedazzled ruby slippers like Wizard of Oz. <laughs> um can we I love make that a suggestion? Little gay puppet. <laughs> can I make a suggestion? And, like, this might be, like, something that we can cut out of the episode if we decide we don't want to do it. But I want to do Puppet Master next for, like, a series like this where one of us doesn't watch it and the other two do. Ooh. I've never seen Puppet Master. Yeah. I haven't either. I haven't either, so. So we'll have to rock, paper, scissors it out. Yeah. Well, I I definitely wouldn't have a problem with not watching it because I don't particularly <laughs> want to watch those movies. I'm so curious about them, though. Like, but I would. I want to watch it for completionist's look... sake. Like, I know a lot of people talk about them, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. They get referenced a lot in things, and they're just, like, apparently very campy, and I'm just, like, I'm just curious. I'm curious about it, and that's one thing, like, one franchise that I haven't touched yet, so I'm like, we should go into another series that has, like, quite a few movies and go for it. Yeah, that's actually a really fun idea. Yeah, I like, just, that like, to continue, fun. like, this kind of concept where one of us doesn't watch it and the rest of us, you know, talk about it and try to explain it. Yeah! <laughs> I'm gonna, well, and also, I'm, it's like, just, sitting here I love... thinking, I'm gonna miss doing this kind of thing where, you know, we talk about it and people don't know what's going on they're like what especially me going, well there is what? a very satisfying <laughs> feeling of having seen 
all of these movies and mm-hmm. having a bunch of different experiences with each and every one of them. Yeah. And I think I that's the thing I love about horror franchises is like you get to just experience a range of emotion while also having that sense of comfort. Yeah. I love you, horror movies. You're my number one true love. I'll love you forever and ever. I want to see a Muppet show where the guest is like a bunch of different puppets from all over the horror universe. So like Billy yeah. Puppet's a guest, Annabelle's a guest, um, Eraserhead the little fuckers baby. from Puppet Master, Eraserhead <laughs> Baby. Yay! He's just crying. He's a baby. He needs love. He didn't do nothing wrong except exist. <laughs> I feel like that would be Gonzo's closing monologue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he'd be like... Who'd, I think Billy the Puppet would get along great with Scooter, weirdly enough. Yeah! I yeah. don't know why! <laughs> He's a gopher, and, and so is Jigsaw, like... Billy the Puppet in a little bit of a way. Wait, Scooter's supposed to be a gopher? No, he's a gopher is like his his title. It's he he goes for coffee. He goes he's basically oh, an intern. Oh, I was like, I never got that from Mrs. I okay, okay, I yeah, I'm with no. you. Um they just call him a gopher because that like mm-hmm. and like even when he's explaining this to Kermit in the show, he's like confused. He's like, You're a gopher? He's like, Yeah, I go for coffee, I go for whatever you need. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Oh, so. And so, like, B- Billy just, like, kind of shows up on his little tricycle with whatever <laughs> they need for the trap. So he's, like, kind of a gopher. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So Gets Jigsaw's yeah. coffee, brings it to him. Hello, Amanda. Two creams and a sugar. I got you, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have any last thoughts about uh, either Spiral or just the Saw movies in general? Oh, it's like an end of an era. I mean, we will be back to talk mm-hmm. about Saw X at some point. Yeah, it just, just won't be. Different. be yeah, yes. all, yeah. Socks. I could sound like I didn't go see it in the movie theater and loved it a lot. <laughs> like um, Saw X. What's that? <laughs> um, no, I really, I, lo- think... I really loved these movies. Yeah, I have. I'm, a, I I'm so fascinated with this because my opinion of it changes by the second. So, like, I could completely hate it or have a different perspective of it that makes me think much less of it tomorrow. But at the moment, I've just really enjoyed chatting about this movie with you guys. And I've loved this journey that we have all gone through over the course of... God, when did we start? 2017? 2018. Yeah. So, six years. Six years. Almost six years. Yeah. That's a long fucking time, bro. Yeah. It's a long time. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys, as always, for joining. Thank you to our listeners. And uh, if anyone wants to keep up with us, you can find us on most social medias Mm -hmm. under Chainsaw Matinee. We're on Twitter, we're on Tumblr, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So just look up Chainsaw Matinee and you'll find us. Yeah. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out. Shout out to our coworker Antoine. Yeah. Who has been listening to our show and giving us horror movie suggestions. Um, you're awesome. Yeah, and fuck yeah, dude. I have really enjoyed all of the recommendations you gave. And mm-hmm. we should definitely pick out at least one to talk about on the yes. show. Thank you, Antoine. 
Yeah, um, you're really great, and I love that you listen to our show. Yeah, it's I, pretty cool that, like, I, I didn't even realize that you listened to our show. I guess, like, you guys talked about it and you started listening to it. Yeah, yeah, we um we chat about horror movies a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, it's I just really cool always that appreciate you're listening it. to us. You know, I, I casually tell people in my life about our podcast, mm-hmm. but I don't ever actually expect people to listen to it. Yeah. So whenever someone does, I'm, like, pleasantly surprised, like, oh, wow, yeah. you, you like the thing we made. Yeah. So, um, yeah, thank you, and we appreciate that. Um, otherwise, I don't think I have any other announcements if... You know, as always, if you want to support us financially, we do have a Patreon, and we appreciate everything that's thrown our way. Mm-hmm. I'm working on getting some bonus episodes up. I, we have a big backlog that we've recorded, and I just haven't got around to editing yet. Yeah, holidays um, kind of hit us really hard. Yeah. Um, but there yep. will be, I'll, yep, yep, I'll be yep. posting those pretty soon. I'm going to get back into a schedule of editing, so there's uh, some fun stuff in the works. Hooray! We've Yay! definitely done a few Star Wars episodes since yeah, the last time. Yeah, we've done time. some Star Wars, and we've done some <laughs> other stuff that doesn't have to do with Star Wars. So yeah. I'm very excited to share that with all of you guys. Yeah. And, um, you know, happy 2024 to everybody. This is going to be a great year. I'm manifesting it. It better be. Yeah. Or else. Or I will else jigsaw, jigsaw trap the entire, I will jigsaw <laughs> trap the entire concept of time. <laughs> yes. Um, and... That being said, as always, may your nightmares be plentiful. And full of saw traps. And hopefully you're not in them, but if you are, maybe you'll get out. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs>